Welcome to the universe. What if I told you that you have the universe within? What would you want to explore? Will you have come to the right space? This is the universe with Naomi Hoot. Are you ready? And welcome to yet another episode on the Universe Podcast. Today I have a guest with me, and his name is Edric. My name is Edric, and this is my first time doing a podcast, so I'm super excited to be here.、Um, I I I came from Indonesia, lived here for ten years in Singapore, and my whole career has been in tech.、Um, but my passion is in consciousness and human potential. So for the longest time, I've always been very interested in ways where I could optimize my life in so many different areas. Um, and I ran a couple of startups before, and because a lot of them failed, I kind of lost confidence in my ability to to achieve something meaningful or like、um, how I could really unleash my potential. So I started by trying like one challenge at a time, and it was like a keto diet. <laughs> I did that for six months, and I saw like huge success, and that kind of built my confidence a little while. And then I followed that up with、uh, reading fifty books in a year. What? Wait, did you actually manage to do it? Yeah, I read fifty books in twenty eighteen. Like five zero. Five zero. No way! <laughs> like I'm trying to read one book in one month. <laughs> like that already to me is like something that I need to really intentionally put the effort to. Yeah. But wow, what else? Yeah,、uh, and then I also challenged myself to study a new language in three months. So. Um, that was the year where I wanted to bring my mom to Japan because she she's dreamed about going to Japan. She's never been, and I thought what's a better way to impress her than also speaking the language. Uh, of the country I'm bringing her to. Wait, wait, wait! Hold up! You're like next level impressive. Like, <laughs> next level, like guys, I'm not here to impress my girlfriend. I'm here to impress my, my mom. <laughs> yeah. So I think slowly I build that kind of confidence of as long as I put my intention and my attention to something and just commit to it, I will always be able to complete it and achieve it as long as I believe in myself and I focus on、uh, the. Goal and also that I enjoy the process, and I think along the way I kind of just enjoy. Initially, it was kind of just for my self validation that I would need this boost of self confidence after the fall that experience,、um, and then I started kind of sh- to share. I started sharing my progress on like social media, and I got a lot of really、uh, heartwarming comments about how my journey inspired people to to challenge themselves and to develop themselves further. And after some time, it became. Came like a way to a way for me to contribute because I saw purpose in what I'm doing, and also I'm starting to love the person I want to become in the journey instead of just getting validation. So it became my identity、uh, in the process, like just to want to be a better version of myself in like so many different ways. I just I love the person that I I can become through this journey. <laughs> I wish you guys could see how much I'm smiling right now. Yo, guys, that's it. The podcast done. We have all we needed to learn today. This is the end of it. <laughs> Thank you for tuning in. No, I'm joking. Like, holy crap! Like, what? Okay, like, what did you do right in life? To have such a mindset and to have so much clarity, like what、mm. brought in this clarity, and was there something that transformed you?、Mm, wow.、Um, so many different things. I won't say there's like one thing where I had this epiphany that oh, I need to be this person.、Um, So I learned this recently through a lot of like self work that my childhood trauma had a lot to do with this、um, because my 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 household and my family wasn't the most harmonious, wasn't the most、uh, conducive environment for a child to grow in.、Um, so my parents used to fight a lot, and I always felt that I was useless in. Helping to mediate their fights, and I couldn't feel that I'm there for my mom. I felt I just felt so powerless, and I guess in a way to compensate that feeling of unworthiness, I tried to be different and to stand out outside of my family. 
And that kind of led to me wanting to do something different. And that's why I started a few businesses in my university. And because I went through a lot of failures and I was also quite lonely in my university time. I felt like I didn't belong in a lot of like groups. I felt like nobody really understood me. So I kind of, I went to books. So as a way to kind of console myself or to make myself feel better, I went through a lot of this process of really developing myself. So I read a lot of self-development books. I went through a lot of uh, workshops and courses just to figure out how can I become better in dealing with these difficult situations. Uh, is it that is that when you did like Tony Robbins and yeah. all those courses? Like, what are some of the courses you did? I'm actually really like I've no, we never talked about this. Yeah. And like I love courses. Like someday I want to create my own. Yeah. So like I'm so curious to know which ones you've tried. Yeah. Uh, so in the beginning, um, my the courses that I did were a little more superficial, like very success material oriented kind of courses, like how to make more money, how to uh, uh, make more sales. Um, but the mindset was there. The mindset was like believing in myself and how I have this potential that is, that is untapped and then to continue owning this potential. And I think only two or three years ago, when after having achieved a lot of meaningful things and accomplishments in my life, I still felt like there's this little kind of hole inside of me that felt like it wasn't complete. I couldn't figure out like what it was. I felt like, oh, I kind of like, be I've become successful in my own ways, but there's always this feeling of, there's something gnawing that there's this itch that yeah. I, I didn't know what it was. Yeah. And that's when I discovered Tony Robbins. Uh, wow. Yeah. And it was, it felt very different from the rest of the courses that I've done because instead of looking for something outward to feel me, it allowed me to really go inward and see why am I who I am today? What define my values today? What is my relationship with the people around me? And I realized I put very little attention to something so simple that I've been deprived of, which is love. Mm. Love, contribution, relationships, because I was so focused on achieving and chasing after material uh, success. Um, I didn't invest in uh, nurturing meaningful relationships in my life. I That's hope. so important. It wow. is so important. Uh, it's, it sounds so stupid that I mentioned it now, but back then I had no clue that this will have so much meaning and this will add so much color and and just life in yeah life like yeah. literally just life in itself like who are we without the materialism yeah who can like what who can we count on like why are we actually here and for me it always comes back to love and relationships and connection mm. and like was that your biggest realization at tony robbins relationships yes wow uh, relationships and the idea of there's a lot of me that I was still hiding or I felt I was still restricted by this walls that were built through years of conditioning and expectations and I remember I used to I think naturally I'm a very cheerful and full of joy and energy kind of person but <laughs> yes, you are. You embody the type of uh, personality too. But I remember there was this period of my life where I felt ashamed of it. What? Because, yeah, because I felt like as a man, you should become more manly and have more charisma. And the way you uh, kind of gain that is through, um, I don't know, become a little bit more cold or which was so stupid. But that was my belief system back then. Wow. And so it was like sort of acknowledging, like observing what was going on around you and being like, oh, I'm too happy and and this is not what's the the norm so i'm gonna try and fit in yes wow yes that's so, a big thing yeah so i was trying to suppress this part of me that was so full of joy and that felt suffocating because that was not me I, i'm not someone who will be like so serious all the time i remember that i would even like delete my smiley emojis from my ass on my like whatsapp messages because i thought it's not cool what yeah so whoa at tony robbins i think because of the kind of environment that I was in where people really see me as who I uh, am um, I was reminded oh this people actually appreciate that side of me and uh, it felt really good to, to hear that and to know that and that, that's when I started to learn to embrace 
who I am as a person um, truly instead of trying to fit in, like you said. So that was my the beginning of my spiritual journey, I would say. So I always have this uh, spirit to always want to be better, but be being better toward what? That was uh, another question. Yeah. So being better to like becoming more successful materially and like making more money, that was like one thing, but like I was still kind of empty and hollow inside. Yeah. So now I've learned to, to be better toward what matters. Yeah. Wow, I'm like struck. Like, I never knew this. And like, you know, even hearing how you would delete the ha-ha-has or the emojis... Like, that's the definition of my life. Like, uh, if I were to delete it, I'd have no life, literally. Because, uh, like, I love adding, like, funny emojis. And, like, my favorite one is with, like, the tongue out and the eyes, like, rolled up. Like, that, like the, <laughs> the crazy one. I know. I love, I love the emojis that you send in your messages. <laughs> it's so cool. Yeah, like. it's, like, literally, like, alien uh, DNA. It's just a way to express yourself, right? Yeah. Like, yeah. And it gives, a, it gives, like, the emotion better than a word. Mm. if you allow yourself to express it though like that's something I also felt um, similar to it's like now I've learned to not care and Mm. when I meet someone new and we have a whatsapp message even if it's professional I would still like to sneak in my favorite emoji to show like this (laughs) is who you're going to work with by the way (laughs) literally but you're right like it is a journey but I can't imagine like suppressing that yeah so like when when did you really like apply this knowledge that you've gotten or this realization from Tony Robbins into your life and when did you start seeing changes? Yeah, um, so that was the beginning of my transformation um, where I started to see what I was missing, which was love contribution. So prior to that, I was still very self-centered. Um, I will always want to do things on my own. Like if I'm not happy with where I am, I'll just leave the group. So I didn't have that element of solidarity or a feeling of attachment to a certain group of friends. And that's why I always felt like my circle of friends kept on changing I always thought like why am I cursed with this kind of destiny of not having like close friends Uh, but then I realized it's also because I wasn't putting enough time and attention and love to my friends to deserve that kind of time and space in in their heart wow so uh, that's when I started to prioritize more to um, even volunteering before that I always felt I didn't see any value in volunteering because it's doing something for someone else and at that time I just wanted to do everything that would benefit me Mm. and then I realized the the biggest source of happiness is when you give something instead of of course you need to want to receive but but also give yourself first Mm. so you can then transcend that yeah and then give to other people yeah and then you just it's just like an exchange of energy constantly Mm. because you're you're giving and receiving yes Yes. you receive what you give yeah to the other person wow Um, Uh, Guys, I'm expecting some podcasts. (laughs) I'm joking. (laughs) You you might be on the first episode of my podcast. Well, I better be. (laughs) Um, Yeah, so that was like the beginning of my kind of spiritual journey. I started volunteering a lot and started to invest in friendship. Um, But my biggest kind of transformation uh, after that was at Burning Man. Oh, tell me about it. (laughs) So yeah, Burning Man was very transformational because um, over there, because... So for people who have never heard of Burning Man, um, you spend like nine days in a desert where you need to be self-sustaining. So you you need to bring your own water, food, um, your own like tent. So uh, our group set up like a yurt and you need to uh, bring your own bike because the place is massive and you need to uh, have a bike to, to, to be mobile to yeah. get from one end to the other. It'll take like five hours to walk. Wow. Uh, so that was a completely different environment for me. I completely different lifestyle because i i have been privileged to like live in the in cities where everything is kind of like provided for everything is convenient food is just like 15 minutes away by delivery you know so having to really come back to my primal self um kind of restoring the confidence in my own body from like cooking for my group or like fixing my bike like all the small things uh i don't think fixing a bike is small see this is the thing (laughs) this in singapore at least like who knows how to fix their bike you ask like locals they don't do they even know how to ride a bike Mm. that's the question it's like i don't know if i would be able to fix a bike because i never had to ride a bike here Mm. it's like primal senses that are 
actually newly like basic knowledge in other countries yeah or like it's a must to know but then suddenly like you know like we're not exposed to it yeah like, wow. i think i think we these days people who live in like an like an urban area just lost touch with all these small abilities to create and make something with their own hands um, which is, I think, very important for our creative force or just being in touch with our own body and our relationship with the objects around us. Yeah. So that's like the first thing that I learned. And second was speaking about love. I think that was the first time I felt like I was receiving so much warmth and genuine love from people in my camp because, you know, I was telling you how I used to like do things on my own because I was used to being alone. So I will travel by myself. And so I was so used to doing my own things. But because you're stuck there for nine days with the same group of people, um, when it became uncomfortable, when I had to kind of help out or like get into an uncomfortable conversation, I was forced to like be there. Mm. and were there like conflicts there were like some conflicts yeah. um and there were some uncomfortable situations uh but actually through this exposure of being always in the same kind of environment like same group of people it kind of it kind of became a family to me because that's like how family is like you have yeah. conflicts but at the end of the day you still love each other and i think over there i just felt like this unconditional love from every single one of them like wow I think for the first time I felt like I was really cared for um, and people had my back. I think something to do, you know, with my past, I guess like I always have this um, toxic belief that I don't deserve a place in people's heart. Mm-hmm. And That's a very uh, self-limiting and destructive mm. thought. Yeah. Because yeah. it's like you don't even allow yourself mm. to have a place in people's heart and because to you, that is already what you feel is your reality. Yeah. And that's why you never even allow yourself to be out there because you like it's the fear and the the self-belief that like i anyways don't have space so why should i even try yeah whoa yeah yeah actually that was i kind of i think exactly uh my subconscious belief system was and that's why i never felt like i have like close friends or people who got me because i always felt nobody really got me they will I'll never deserve peace in in their heart and that's why i also kind of didn't invest in uh, nurturing the, the relationships um yeah but over there of course and because it's a very kind of extreme environment where there will always be times where shit can happen things will go wrong like for example you're i lost my bike yeah (laughs) (laughs) Uh, guys i had to walk for five hours no actually what happened though if you lose your bike what then like what do you do hop on someone else's bike yeah you're pretty much fucked so (laughs) so you might have to steal someone's bike did you i did not i did not so i lost my bag fortunately uh in a place where that was pretty close to my camp so i could like walk back to my camp but you know they all like were really concerned they were they were they offered to like search for the bike with me and then you know small things like like the first day when we um had to kind of lay out uh all of our things and they will set up my yurt first before they even uh set up theirs and that to me was like so odd and bizarre because i'm like why are you helping me out you know (laughs) so all the small things like that really made me feel like wow these people really genuinely care for me and i just i was just fully soaking all that in and that like opened a part of me that i didn't realize was kind of broken also you didn't know it was possible yeah to to experience this type of feeling and warmth of being loved and just feeling like you're i don't know like you held you're held understood and even if you're different maybe people respect that and actually like you for being different yeah wow that's so powerful and for anyone that's tuning in right now that might not have the opportunity to go to a burning man or have this experience overseas how would you maybe do you have any advice for them how they could step into this sort Mm. of energy too Mm. sort of open up to possibly this sort of community as well yeah yeah i would say definitely like seek out for the types of environment that will support this type of loving connection and the types of environment that that is conducive for you to be vulnerable and to be to unleash your most authentic self um because i believe 
our environment plays a huge role in influencing who we are as a person and our behaviors in that environment because we don't live in our own space we don't live in our own head like pretty much who we are very much influenced by the interaction that we have with others yeah um, they say you are the average of the five people yeah. that you surround yourself with yeah so even though that to me when i heard of that quote by the way when i i, I was thinking man like how do i seek for this seek like find this five incredible people that currently are not available in my life um so I think my means back then were like books or having someone to, that I look up to who kind of shared my uh, my mindset. Like so, books are like huge asset to kind of rewire my brain yeah. to reinforce that idea that this path that I'm on is not weird. It's not uh, like wrong. it exists. It you exists. Know? Like what books would you read, for example? Just name a couple that come up to your mind at this right now. Like yeah. Right now. Yeah. Uh, I'll say still. Fire. Ooh. It's actually one of the books that really kind of pushed me to go to Burning Man because it it, uh, it was just preaching about the potential of uh, the transformation that you could experience at Burning Man, being experiencing group flow, yeah, and being in a situation where you could unleash your craziest, wildest self. Oh, I'm all about that, <laughs> baby. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, stealing fire. Uh, seven Habits of Highly Effective People. Ooh. Uh, the Growth Mindset is a huge one. Uh, I really like that book because I used to have a lot of I used to have a lot of like self confidence issue. Like I would always compare myself with others, and I felt like I'm much less than people I'm comparing with. And that book teaches me that it taught me that with as long as you have a growth mindset, it's just a matter of time before you get there. Yes, and that's why if nobody is listening to this podcast that's completely fine <laughs> yeah. i'll take this it's still an episode created from passion and i'm still not letting that hinder me from at least putting in the time and putting it out there because mm. in the end i don't know who's gonna listen to it or i don't know who might help uh, who this might help in the future yeah. but i'm really doing this because i know that if i keep continuing with the purest intention and a growth mindset mm. it'll get somewhere and yeah. i don't know where i don't know how all i know is that this is what i'm doing right now yeah and it's just crazy how like life works sometimes is you, you might be doing something that's completely like irrelevant or uh, even like nonsense but like somehow at one point in your life there will be an instance where oh shit this happened because I did this yeah. in the past yeah or like it was useful after all yes yeah you're connecting the dots in life it's like everything is linked in yeah. the end yeah there's always value in putting yourself out there and doing something new and experiencing something new so yeah what is a recent book that like comes to your mind that like you think is amazing sorry mm. I, I love reading I just want <laughs> I, I want to know this for myself okay wait wait just name out like five books at one, like after another oh okay uh, <laughs> Principles by Ray Dalio is a really good one. Uh, Sapien mm. and the series. I read mm. all the three books. Wow. Uh, Unfettered Soul was really good. I downloaded this one. It's one of the best spiritual books I've read. Wow. Um, I'm gonna read that. Yeah. And uh, let's see what else. Mentioned Stealing Fire. Um, growth Mindset. The Growth Mindset. And I, because I came from the startup world, I also read a lot of yeah, yeah. books related to startups. Uh, Bolt was really good one by Peter uh, Diamantis I think um, which talks about the potential and the abundance that we have in mm. the universe today the universe in the universe <laughs> wink wink <laughs> <laughs> yeah just in terms of what can we create uh, is this the possibilities is limits you know what like this is super interesting because I actually believe that we all come from this universal intelligence like this source that just has universal intelligence and we actually actually have it within us mm. and the idea that was from this universal intelligence was to create a world where we could experience ourselves as this form so the mm. idea of the universal intelligence is a theory by the way non-confirmable but it's just maybe experienceable i don't know but from the source that the source had an idea to experience itself as a different form and decided to create a globe or like planets and stars and like a 
world and then allowed itself to experience itself as a different form of consciousness which is mm. us as humans yeah. and in us as humans we still have this intelligence this universal source inside of us which is our part within which allows us to still create so maybe we were all born to create and not just create art or if that's what the first thing is that comes to your mind but yeah. to create your life mm. to create your reality to create your relationships mm. to create your relationship with yourself mm. and like so often i feel like we do get consumed with attachments to yeah. situations or people or things or addictions that we forget that we have the source within and that we just came here purely to experience and to create so i actually mm. think i actually believe that creation is part of our most natural state mm. that creation is actually what we even came from and we came here to create to experience yeah. that yeah so when someone like the whole idea as well when i read like you know all this like success books or like i don't know not really but like listen to podcasts yeah. i guess they always like stress the fact that you have to work hard but also like as in like do the work for sure but as much as you're doing the work practically also invest as much time in your self-development to really meditate to sit to allow for space mm. to allow creation to flow through you to mm. innovate but also to become indispensable mm. in your job and indispensable means that you're irreplaceable yeah. and when are you irreplaceable it's when you're creating something new mm. it's when you are allowing creation to go to flow through you in whatever sector or aspect you are in life mm. because no one could replace you because you are unique with your creation that you're allowing to flow through you mm, wow yeah you put it so beautifully uh it's actually something that i've been thinking a lot about which is how a lot of the people today because of instant gratification and how we wired today are more they're more used to consuming rather than producing mm, and technology social media yeah like it's literally like digital minimalism changed my life that book by mm. cal newport he makes it so clear how like all these different apps and platforms are actually created using psychology like psychologists and like these professionals on how to get us addicted and hooked yeah and it's a consuming like we are stuck in consumption yeah that's why meditation is so important or yeah. just space integration yeah. nature to break out of this habit that we're so entrenched in because of the environment that we're designed um for the wrong intention I, yeah uh, that's the thing like it's not even our fault nearly because we yeah. don't know that they're using the psychology yeah. to actually get us hooked like tiktok is the definition of that you young folks out there like come on <laughs> tell me why do you think this video is 15 seconds or why do you think it moves by itself when the video yeah. is done you're freaking hooked yeah. it's using your like psych like they analyzed human brain to such an extent that they created an app just for the pure like i would say at least intention of consumption mm. you know and like is this what we've become yeah are we consuming more than we're allowing for ourselves to produce and like how can we change that mm. yeah so i was really inspired by um i forgot his name but he's the founder of the center of humane technology uh he was saying how we all live currently in an attention economy Ooh. where everything that is built this is tense man <laughs> <laughs> okay i'll shut up <laughs> <laughs> we do another kind of like come, come to this topic um yeah we live in an attention economy where everything that's built is to try to steal our attention mm. and if and and he's saying it's not even the fault of the um the the innovators of, or artists technologists who develop this products like tiktok for example or facebook or instagram because it always started off as we want to serve the world and the universe by connecting people and then the next question is oh how do we make money and we have to start kind of like monetizing people's attention but ooh, interesting monetizing people's attention yeah wow so these days you either that's like a digestible thought <laughs> yeah like so... i'm gonna let that sit with me later <laughs> yeah yeah these days there's like nothing free like either you're paying uh with your with your money or you're paying with your data or your attention or your time 
time. Oh, your time. Oh my <laughs> gosh, we're gonna go into this topic, guys. Time is running out. Be intentional with your time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, and yeah, I'm a huge proponent of what he stands for, which is what's a better way to design technology? Is essentially like even though there's a lot of like hatred toward tech, but tech is just essentially a tool that is the extensions extension of the consciousness of the creators wow okay another digestible fact <laughs> wait wait one more time tech is just an extension of the consciousness of the creator of the consciousness <laughs> of the creator yeah wow and google's lucky to have you <laughs> <laughs> thank you and i think that's why the work that you're doing and people like you that is in the space is so important because of course you know there's like the climate change and inequality there's so much like uh, issue there's so many issues in the world but i think fundamentally it all boils down to the crisis of consciousness that we're experiencing today because mm. as i mentioned uh, all this social platform started off with a good intention because they thought they're connecting people and then at the end they ended up having to monetize people's attention because this is just how the system that they, they live in is just designed yeah you know, it's capitalistic to to make it you know yeah otherwise someone else will take your idea and do it for you yeah, yeah yeah but if i think all of them have that kind of consciousness that what we're doing is harmful to the users because if they realize we're taking away the power from the users to be more resilient to be more present with their own thoughts to produce more instead of consuming uh, then they will realize we will design the product in a completely different way where they will still make money but at the same time design it in a way that will still empower the users mm. so so maybe instead of the metric that they use to always want to maximize the time that the users spend on their product, it could completely strip that down and go, oh, it's completely fine if, if someone uses like a Facebook like uh, five minutes a day. But in that five minutes, this person actually creates such a meaningful engagement and connection with their loved ones or meet someone new and have like a life changing conversation, which is five minutes. So much better than spending like two hours being hooked on it, scrolling mindlessly. Yeah, mindlessly. Yeah. Yeah, big word. Yeah. Another big word. Yeah. <laughs> wow. And just being numb to whatever you're doing, you're just creating a... Numb, another big word. <laughs> like honestly, they're so simple in its nature, but they're so profound. It's like numbness is what we often experience. Like are we actually even aware what mm. we're consuming or are we numbed to it? That we don't even have a specific present emotional bond to what we are digesting right now through our consumption mm. because we're numbed to it there's so much going on it's like all these heightened emotions through social media or heightened expectations yeah. that we lose that excitement in our reality sometimes because it's not the way it's portrayed in media mm. yeah and um, um I, I took a well-being course uh this, this well-being course by Yale recently and she was the, the instructor were just saying how our intuition about like what makes us happy is often wrong because of the environment again and the conditioning and the social construct uh, that exists in our lives so like you said when you go to social media and we experience all this heightened emotion like we feel jealous because we see a photo of a friend like traveling in like different locations uh, and we feel this uh, negative emotion because we feel like we're comparing ourselves with them and and we didn't know better that um, compa social comparison is not healthy or uh, chasing after like when you when you I used to like uh, follow all these accounts with uh, like fancy cars and, <laughs> and like luxurious like watches and then when I look at them and go shit I, I'm, I haven't made it yet because I don't own this like luxuries oh wow and that's my intuition telling me uh, that I will only be happy when I own when I make it what if it's your subconscious though mm. is there a difference would you say because to me this is how I identify it at least is instead of intuition intuition comes from the belly to me personally mm. like a gut feeling right uh there's no tangible way of explaining it however subconscious is something that we constantly notice that we're not 100 aware about but our brain still registers it so by scrolling through social media you might see cars and watches and be subconsciously comparing yourself yeah and that's why your subconscious created this pattern of mm. the fact that uh, telling yourself the system this belief system of i'm not good enough because i I don't have a watch and a Audi R8 yet. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Literally. Okay. Audi R8 is pretty cool. Though. <laughs> you know what I mean. <laughs> yeah. 
I'm not even like into cars. I don't even know like what Audi R8 is just because you know of this conditioning. I think that I need to like own this car. Yeah. Car. Well, I don't actually even care. Yeah. Like yeah. me as a person, uh, I now that I'm like aware of like my own needs. Yeah. Uh, and desires, I'd rather like have a limitless uh, Grab or Uber subscription. Oh, <laughs> you know, how cool is that? <laughs> but, Limit limitless Grab, like everything, Grab transport and Grab food. Yeah. Yeah. Like oh my. Okay, never mind. This is just a dream, guys. <laughs> But yeah, sponsor us. <laughs> <laughs> no, but you know that really makes me like think about like something that I would tell my friends at some point. I remember when I was so shocked when I got all this knowledge about the fact that we are consuming so much and we are not aware of so much that mm. is like going through us. That I actually told myself, okay, in the future when I have children, I'm not gonna let my child have any like device until the age of 14. <laughs> so I literally like this was like what I came to a conclusion of and then I told my friends and they were a bit older yeah. and they were like you're mad this mm. won't work yeah. do you know why and they gave me a whole set of reasons why it would not work in our current society mm. because the kid would feel left out right and children already have I don't know how old people are now that, that when they have their first phone but I was 13 when I got my first phone and I had like an iPod Nano before that but nowadays kids have phones at like I don't know 7 mm. 8 younger maybe I don't even know I'm actually pretty scared to know yeah. but I was like thinking to myself like I don't want my child to have a phone until the age of 14 but then they were giving me all these reasons on why it won't work mm. the child will feel left out feel isolated rebel and do all these things because it it, it does not feel accepted yeah. and that was a an important factor Factor as well to realize like yes I want my my child in the future to consume less because I know how harmful it is on yeah. on like the self-esteem and yeah. the self-love art yeah. however it's finding that balance but then I also realized they aren't fully right because what they are basing it off is of our environment here mm. however if let's say I were to bring up my child in a different society where it's all more nature centric yeah it wouldn't actually be that much of a problem yeah it might still be a problem but not not like here and the child would maybe have like a phone at like 10 instead yeah. you know yeah. but it's like it Absolutely. is the environment as much as like okay how do you also then find a balance in whatever environment yeah, like, you are and, in and like what you shared you know like when you were living in India where all the vegan food was just readily available and it was delicious like there's not even a chance for you to think about that you wanted meat at that point because it was so normal in that environment to just consume delicious fresh uh, oh, plant based food sweet. Can be true. <laughs> so good. Um, actually, but to your point, I don't think like technology. I mean, because I'm a technologist, I don't think technology is the enemy. Again, it's the intent that you put in designing the product, is the technology. So a technology can even be uh, an app that reminds you to go out in nature. So oh, I love that. Yeah. So again, I think it's the tool that you use it for. Yeah, as so, yeah. So again, it's the extension of the consciousness of the the maker. So if they design it with intent to gain as much like uh, time as possible from you to spend on their app then then that is what they will you know manifest so okay this sounds too good to be true and in a society like this right now like how would there actually be people that are pure enough to have this as their as their only intention because as you said mm. it all started out out with the intention to connect and mm. for example this could also start out with the intention to bring people more into nature yeah but how would we know like or how can we even trust that there's a pure soul yeah. that would really just want that for its pure intention in itself without mm. any more profit than that in itself mm. like do you actually see that happening somehow and how yeah uh i mean it's definitely a complex problem is a systemic problem because why they feel that they constantly always have to monetize and grow exponentially is because that's what their investors kind of expect of them you know mm. that's what wall street demands of all these big tech companies so i think until uh there's a big systemic change in the society where they value something more beyond a short-term gain and profit it'll be really hard to see like a big shift in the way people design products but having said that there was already 
some movement and even in the tech scene, uh, you know the term like unicorns uh, when you want to see an exponential growth in a new tech company. Mm-hmm. But now they they came up with the term zebra. Interesting. Because you're grounded in reality, zebra exists, mm-hmm. and the stripes black and white represent you could still make money and be profitable as a business at the same time you could give back to the society and contribute and create something of value. Wow, that's the balance. That's the balance. Um, and I mean, it is possible, you know, like even as a business, uh, if you know that you're doing the right things for the consumers, even though you're not probably making a lot of money in the beginning, you're gaining a lot of loyalty and trust because we all know, oh, I become much of a better person. My life has really improved because of you. Now we'll stick to- with you for the for the long haul. So I think that kind of mentality is something that uh, businesses need to adopt to yeah. uh, to make this flourishing world like possible so what, what are you doing to make this work uh, <laughs> yeah right back at you <laughs> <laughs> right back at me uh, being here in your podcast just like sharing my Yay! my point of view and Google you hearing this <laughs> <laughs> yeah you better hear this it's some good stuff <laughs> no, I'm joking yeah 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 no but like it's wow yeah I mean I'm, I'm doing a couple of things uh, so I'm a part of a community called Audacity not the audio yeah we're currently I'm somewhere. currently using audacity to record this by the way i'm still figuring out what like workflow works for my podcast like what's whatever beside the point (laughs) (laughs) yeah so audacity uh there's different like seed projects that look at uh, what does audacity stand for audacity stands for alternative universal design of a city Oh my god, it's so cool. Like this person must have been on shrooms. Like, <laughs> let's be real. That's too good. Right? Like yeah. I bet this this system here, Audacity, that I'm using currently, did not think like <laughs> like like come on, like this probably just means the word itself, but that is so cool. Yeah, so but essentially it means what it what what it says, like what's an alternative design that is also universal that can apply to all cities because you know 80% of the population will live in cities by 2030 uh, like it or not um, so how can we make the place that we live in uh, a place where we all can flourish in many different domains uh, engagement with nature uh, the ability to create something of our own we are talking about 3d printing and um, oh wow yeah so just different ways like what what could make a city alive you know yeah and so the the, the, the project I'm part of is called project project flourish so what does flourish mean? So flourish means, it could mean different things mm-hmm. uh, for different people, but in my domain, it means just a state where every part of your life is blooming in every area mm-hmm. of your life, be it a sense of accomplishment, uh, a feeling that you have quality relationship, a feeling that you could be your most authentic self and place where uh, your basic needs are met. And beyond that, you're thriving beyond just like uh, surviving. Wow. So in Project Flourish, we look at what are the uh, levers or gaps where cities are still not designed for the flourishing of the people who live in it. Yeah. Uh, we, we, we see a lot of discussions around smart cities, but most of the time we see smart cities being like buzzword and people People coming with the intention of just want to make it fancy and throw like a bunch of random tech uh, without any objective to serve the people who live in it. So we're talking about can we live in a city where uh, the environment is supporting who we want to become, mm. uh, support our mental, physical, emotional well-being, mm-hmm. a place where we could form true, meaningful connection with others, a sense of belonging, a sense of community, and a place where we can truly unleash our potential. Yeah. So what what would one thing, for example, be to achieve this? In like let's say a, a city like Singapore where it's like so rich and like tech driven as well and yeah. like a hot spot in Asia yeah. like what would one thing what would change Singapore like put Singapore more in that direction yeah um, I mean Singapore is, is doing really well in the uh, tech advancement area and design you see a lot of like greenery but I think what's missing is the humanistic values that mm. are embodied by the people who live in the, in, 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 in the country you need more cacao ceremonies <laughs> you need more cacao ceremonies more <laughs> how cool would that be if that were like normal like oh guys let's meet in the club for yeah like cacao ceremony like that's the new version of a club yeah and like ecstatic dance and yeah. like let's get high on cacao no more alcohol okay guys <laughs> that's my fantasy <laughs> <laughs> no that i would love to live in a place where that could be the new normal wow where every day this is just a lifestyle like connecting being your best version most authentic 
authentic self. Like men's circle, women's circles. Exactly. Yeah. Like all circles. Yeah. Like that being the norm. Maybe that being introduced in education systems. Yeah. In schools. Education system that needs to be changed. <laughs> we talked a, a lot, lot about this. <laughs> Um, that's another podcast for another day <laughs> for sure multiple podcasts <laughs> yeah but okay coming from a, a, like a technologist point of view we always look at because I think technology in a, in a way is always a, a, a tool that can advance and accelerate these transformations um, so an example could be what if we could put like sensors around the street to really detect how people are feeling uh, today are people do people feel stressed because of the amount of uh, the, the traffic we're seeing or uh, they're having bad days so we have let's say a, a meditation pot in, on the street where you could just go wow. in and like recalibrate yourself so I think wow. there's just so much potential if uh, all this smart city idea was geared toward the flourishing of people uh, wow. we, we called it instead of calling a city like instead of uh, aiming for a smart city can we aim for a wise city oh wow wise city <laughs> namaste <laughs> my yoga self coming out but that's interesting you know it's it's like having the technology to be able to identify if you're too stressed because like that's the thing like nowadays like there's obviously like some people would say oh but we should be able to tell ourselves, you know like we are humans we should be able to like notice it mm. in ourselves but then on the other hand it's also like okay if you should be able to notice by yourself how stressed mm. you are, why is like there's such a high percentage in people that experience a burnout? Yeah. At some point. Yes. And what psychological, mental, physical, emotional effect does it have that could have been prevented? Mm. Like that's a huge factor to think yeah. about too. Yeah. I think, yeah, at the end of the day, we don't also want to rely and count on technology entirely because that will take away uh, the resilience and the, the capacity of being a human to just being aware of our own body and our own uh, life uh, even uh, but these are again tools and aids to tools yes, yes. Uh, they, they help us to uh, identify uh, the gaps in, in our lives um, if we're too stressed and, we, and we're not like natural most people are not naturally aware that they're stressed to the point of their they will get to the point of burnout um, I even had this idea of like what if uh, there's a way now we have a lot of all the smart devices that tracks the number of steps that you take your heart yeah. rate what if we all can kind of converge all these data points and tell you oh Edric because of the the, 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 the spoiled broccoli yesterday and because of the 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 inefficient sleep that you had last night today by like 9 p.m you'll be at a vulnerable place where you will be predicting even wow predicting uh technically is supposed to be possible but again these are i, all I the definitely things. think it's possible ai like it's going you know what like i believe that we already had technological advancements in the past yeah that pyramids like come on tell me how do they <laughs> exist yeah people just like decided to do a pyramid together like let's like throw like hold, hold like all the the material that you need for it like pass it on with the hands no. yeah like i honestly believe that there was like this really really wise even technology that already existed but mm. we just forgot about or, or don't know haven't uncovered potentially yeah yeah absolutely and uh let's kind of segue off another thing that i'm working on uh so recently pyramids? i started <laughs> I, I wish i'm, I'm down i had like a pyramid i've been secretly burying <laughs> underneath my backdrop let's go to the 12th dimension <laughs> <laughs> I wish. Maybe that could be my next project. That was a joke, but not a joke. <laughs> <laughs> Why not build a pyramid? Yeah, um, uh, it's gonna happen. Like I heard, these pyramids are outdated, so it's it's bound to happen in the future that you know updated pyramids will exist mm. according to the energies and vortex of our planetary position. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, so another thing that I'm working on is uh, I recently started a community called Consciousness Hacking, which is exploring the intersection between spirituality and technology and i like what you said about exploring uh the tool and technology that was already here like like ancient like pyramid for example so consciousness hacking is looking at how we could integrate ancient uh, ancient wisdom <laughs> i think that was me that was my oh yeah because <laughs> i don't have wi-fi i was like <gasps> ancient wisdom is talking to us <laughs> oh my god that's so creepy yeah <laughs> we, we see you too <laughs> 
Okay. Yeah. Keep going. Okay. Yeah. So consciousness hacking, exploring how we could integrate uh, ancient wisdom into the design of technology. So like the idea of um, meditation, for example. Um, there's a certain state or a certain neurochemistry that is happening in our brain when we when all these monks have reached like a certain level uh... of. Like awareness and consciousness, can we replicate that mm-hmm. and put that into the design of a, um, a neurofeedback device so that it could guide you to help you get there uh, much faster? Because most people don't have uh, their entire life to dedicate to meditation. What if we could help people to uh, shortcut? Sh- yeah, like shortcut. save your entire lifetime to achieve something, or to to not even achieve to become yeah. something that someone spent a lifetime for, yeah. and you could do this in a day. You know? Yeah. Whoa. Yeah. <gasps> uh, what if you could like reach enlightenment instead of eighty years of meditating? You could do that five years. But then, wouldn't you want to just leave the body and be like, "Fuck humans, bye." <laughs> <laughs> Liberation time, guys. Let's like, phew. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> time <yeah>. to go. <laughs> See yeah, you in yeah, another yeah. life. <laughs> Literally. Like, how crazy is that? Like, you know, that's actually an interesting topic too. It's like, what if we could someday decide when to leave our body mm. and just be like, like an, unnat- an unnaturally natural death. Uh. Where it's like, not unnatural. It's a natural, natural death. So as in you, I don't know, I don't know how to phrase it anyways. There's no label for this. It's basically choosing when to leave your body in a natural way. Mm. Like what if that someday could happen, you know? Mm. And like it's already happening among like the very, very enlightened people. But let's say we now speed up the whole process for more people to become, to hack their consciousness, to speed Mm. up that process. What if everyone becomes enlightened and then we all leave our body? (laughs) We're like, we're love. <laughs> wow. Can you maybe tell me more about the experience of living our body? What do you exactly mean by that experience? Okay, that's that's very interesting. So the more enlightened you get, this is from what I've heard when I was in India meeting all these spiritual people that know gurus that actually decided, okay, my time is up. I have contributed to the extent that I want it to contribute, but they obviously were older already. So they were elderly. They mm. did still live a long life, at least from what I know of, and then leave their body giving signs and signals and actually like some of them even say the exact date and time that they will pass away because they decided for themselves that they are going to leave their body at that time and I believe I even know someone that actually knows the day they're going to die because that person is that connected to themselves from within and has already experienced it in another timeline through meditation so like what if what happens like if humans accelerate their enlightenment and then decide like people would be able to decide when to leave their body because like you know what like anything is possible with technology like Mm. I feel like we've barely even touched the surface like even talking about zero point energy I believe it already exists Mm. and like most of society doesn't even know what it is I didn't even know what it was until recently what's zero point energy zero point energy is when it's a vacuum of energy because you know how like atoms are 99.9% space Mm. and actually only 0.0001% matter so what we feel when we touch our body or our consciousness as like tables and objects, actually the atoms on like a, on a subatomic level is 99.99999% space. So if we could use some sort of vacuum to then use that space and use like the the shift of an electron from a wave or particle goes into that sort of like, I'm not an expert in this, but I've watched some videos, heard a little bit about it. But basically we would never ever need any type of energy from this world because we could use space in itself, air, like space, the potential energy of space to literally use it as our energy source for the entire world. And we would never need like fossil energies anymore or like a renewable energy either. Like a tiny amount of space would have that big amount of potential energy that we could use to fuel the entire world Mm. as that energy source, that zero point energy. At least from what I've understood, by the way, for people that know about this more, correct (laughs) me if I'm wrong, but like, like watch videos about it. But like, I believe this already exists. 
exists and like yeah. that is the concept that that people have regarding spaceships yeah. how like you can you can uh, teleport from one place to another because you're going so deep into the subatomic level of our molecular uh, atomic whatever uh, components that we actually are so much space and if we're only so little matter why are we always consumed with just the matter part within us what if we were to focus more towards the space Mm. That is also metaphysics. That's why quantum physics exists. That's why quantum computers now are being experimented with and built. It's the it's the shift from believing that they're only zero and ones to the fact that it could be a zero and a one at the same time. Mm. That one moment it's a one, one moment it's a zero. Mm. One moment the electron is a wave, one moment the electron is a particle. It's like, what actually is it? Can we actually grasp it completely? Or is there this potential in between that could that is actually what it is and could fuel so much more mm. and we could be also so much more mm. and that's i think that's what i believe that i feel when i meditate mm. i'm going more into less the particle but more into the waveform i start feeling frequencies with my hands when i do tai chi wow. or even now when i like really feel such a deep connection with someone i'm looking straight into their eye i start seeing their aura now wow. yeah it's like i've already felt this like by the way <laughs> but it's like interesting because yeah. instead of being being so consumed with the particle matter side of existence yeah. we're shifting more and more towards the potential energy of the waveform mm. and that's where zero point energy comes from ai I, I don't know if that's like related to that but like it's all so interesting because it's so like there's so many possibilities yeah. it's limitless yeah and in itself like what if so we are ai mm. you know like what if something out there created us and is yeah. right now controlling mm. us to just, such an extent that we're literally sitting in this Lego house right now yeah, thinking we're, we're that this is reality. Simulation. We're living in a simulation. Yeah. Like I literally once had this dream that I created a Sims world. Sims, you know, the game, like the, the yeah. game that, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I never even used to play it that often, but I woke up, talked to Livy, who's a dream interpretationalist, yeah. interpreter, what else on my English? <laughs> and she was like, oh, Sims stands for simulation. I'm like, holy oh, shit. I got like goosebumps oh, everywhere. I was like, oh, yeah. we're in a simulation right now. Because yeah. in my dream, I dreamt that I created that world, entered that world and believed it was my world. And for that, there was this one moment where I exited that perspective and felt connected to both perspectives from above mm. and in that Sims world. And it was that moment of silence, that gap. And that's when I noticed we coexist. Mm, wow. Yeah. <laughs> so, okay. Intuition. That's an interesting thing. Mm. I actually realized, or, or this made a lot of sense to me. This is part of my truth. Like, as I said, there are lots of ideas in this entire podcast, but it doesn't mean it's your truth. Just question it yeah. and be open to it. Or at least try and be open yeah. to it. Like, I love you all. So um, I believe that intuition differs from subconscious or mm. our mind or programming in a way that our mind works in a linear way. Mm. Our intuition works in an unlinear way. Just mm. like just like how time can be linear. Yeah. Like, okay, we, we just became one hour, 15 minutes older. Yeah. But what if our soul came forward and we actually feel younger? Mm. So that is also deconstructing time and turning time unlinear. But same with intuition or that feeling where, or that spontaneous like download, let's say, for example when you have this idea it's spontaneous it comes out of nowhere it's yeah. it's like it could be from a person around you in, in when you're in their field and they had the idea of ice cream and ice cream pops up in your mind and yeah. you usually don't even think of ice cream and you yeah. think it's your idea but actually it came from somewhere else like that in mm. itself is unlinear mm. but also beyond that it could also come from a higher level of consciousness yeah because you're so like i realize you like the word consciousness a lot and I love that like oh yes it's like the sexiest word alive to be yeah. honest like oh like yeah even yeah. like I can't even yeah. so what if higher levels of consciousness were just signaling towards us these spontaneous ideas that are mm. unlinear to our patterned way of thinking or conditioning I like that that's so fascinating because mm -hmm. I always thought that intuition is just a shortcut to a collective experiences or memories that have accumulated and because it's so familiar it 
kind of it kind of tell, it makes me want to feel a particular way or do something that feels that desire. But I like your idea, but maybe it's not that. It's not part of the pattern. It's just what if we relate both though? Mm. Because what you said is it could be an accumulation of like let's say past experiences or experiences from people that we met. Yeah. But what if it's an accumulation of higher levels of consciousness of our future and past selves where time does not exist into that moment mm. so let's say our future higher self our future self you in 10 years told edric in this moment come on man it's like let me kick you a kick in the booty it's time for you to get this idea for you to be on your path for you to make this happen mm. and then uh, the plus the accumulation of all your past selves all your past experiences coming together that were always a preparation for that moment for you to receive that information from your future self as a higher vibration or some other higher vibration plus the plus point of the preparation you've been doing up until that moment where time collapsed or was happening simultaneously unlinear suddenly because you got that download in that moment mm, wow there's a lot to digest there yeah well you threw some stuff at me too so i thought i'd throw some back <laughs> very well received yeah <laughs> wow like you know like that could yeah. be a possibility yeah yeah there's so much to explore yeah. so much to so cool okay i was gonna actually ask you some final questions but i think honestly this conversation in itself was just filled with a million questions <laughs> and like yeah. and like a million questions to you universes as well guys because um we would love to include like we like i honestly feel everyone's vibration right now that mm. is tuning in or will listen to this part in this entire podcast in the future i feel like this is a collective consciousness that's happening mm. it's not just us maybe these ideas are being thrown out to us right now by them okay i'm starting to get really trippy i think it's time to come to a beautiful to the final chapter so yeah. with that i would like to thank you so much and is there one advice or one thing that you'd like to still share with all of our universes that are still tuning into this moment uh, yeah no thanks for having me it's been such a blast and i guess my advice would just be to constantly seek for your truth and there's no one version of truth so always be open to adapt and evolve because you'll never know what kind of magic and possibility you'll be you will reward yourself with so uh, yeah just uh just 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 enjoy the ride wow love that enjoy the ride guys see you in another parallel reality <laughs> okay it's time for me to literally stop this is getting too trippy this is why i started universe by the way for everyone that's listening like now you know now you've gotten a taste into what truly the potential of this podcast is so yeah anyways i was just throwing out lots of ideas and like often i don't even think yeah it just comes out and yeah I'm like, i think i felt like our conversation flew flowed like very naturally organically i don't know what time is honestly i don't don't know how much time has passed but anyways <laughs> love you all see you soon Mwah. subscribe review like send love love you all see you see <laughs> this is the universe with naomi hoot tune in every tuesday thursday and saturday for another episode if you haven't yet please like review subscribe and share see you soon